morning. Welcome to morning prayers. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the responsive reading of Psalm 7. Psalm 7 on page 4 in your Psalter. O Lord my God, in thee do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me, and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my soul in the dust. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered about thee, and over it take thy seat on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to the inheritance of the O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish thou the righteous, thou who triest the minds and hearts, thou righteous God.
We will begin with a reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, from the New Revised Standard Version. Do not judge so that you may not be judged, for with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Good morning, friends. I'm Tim Welski, Associate Dean for Enrollment and Student Services at the Harvard Divinity School. This is a sort of Dean of Students role, and I've served in the position uh, at the Divinity School for a little over 10 years. I assume that my role there is what prompted this invitation to join you all for prayers this morning. But I'll give you fair warning, my training is not as a minister or as a scholar of religion, but rather as a mental health counselor and academic administrator. So my thoughts on this passage in Matthew are not exegetical, but rather from the perspective of a practitioner working with adults who are forming their careers, often as ministers or as scholars of religion and also as a parent of three young children who are always in the process of becoming. My work with students often entails crisis intervention, mediation, and counseling on all sorts of issues. It is the nature of my job that I'm always being asked to resolve problems and provide advice on, matters of, on all matters large and small. It might be about sleep, study, eating, or exercise habits, <clears throat> or how to handle a conflict how to deal with grief, how to organize a group, how to plan an event, how to reduce feelings of anxiety or depression, or how to have a hard conversation with a professor. The list goes on. Because, of, because the life of a graduate student is so intense, I can find myself asked for advice on any range of issues. I offer what I can, but I often joke with my students that I'm a professional hypocrite. I get poor sleep, I eat and exercise irregularly. I swallow my grief and ignore my anxiety. I'm conflict avoidant, and I too struggle with having hard conversations with professors. <laughs> Perhaps you too have a sense of this hypocrisy in yourself. There may be roles in your life where you're called upon or expected to give answers, give guidance, share opinions, and perhaps even pass judgment. And perhaps like me, you have a twinge of awareness that you do not have it all together yourself. This is why our passage from Matthew provides such an opportunity for reflection. The straightforward message that is attributed to, to this reading is sensible enough. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. But things get more complicated with the use of the speck and log metaphor. The metaphor implores us to, <coughs> to, <coughs> excuse me, to take the log out of our own eye before removing the speck from a neighbor's eye. And this is an enticing metaphor for this parable. But I'll be honest, I question the advice a bit, at least if we read it in the most simple form. For that log in our eye can be many things. And of course, we know that there is more than one log in our eye. Some of us have a whole lumber yard in there. Even when we remove some of those logs, they just keep coming back again. Some of us are quite fond of our logs. They're like old friends and become part of our identity. 
But if we're to take this passage at heart, we see that it compels us to be truly and constantly reflective about who we are, to examine our faults and strive for constant growth. But our faults are not equal, and the logs in our eyes may not be easy to remove. Some of us carry the wounds of abuse, poverty, violence, and trauma. Some of us may wear the armor of privilege that will bias and distance us from true understanding of ourselves. Sometimes our flaws help us see the flaws in others. Likewise, noticing the fault in our neighbor, especially if it is someone for whom we care deeply, can inspire us and awaken us to our own faults. We often cannot remove the log from our eye until we see the speck in the other. Most importantly, we cannot wait to help the other, to provide support, to provide comfort, to provide guidance, to provide love, until we are perfectly healed, without flaw, without sin. Our neighbor needs us now, imperfect as we may be. In fact, the log in our eye may be what compels our neighbor to ask that we take the speck out of their eye. I'll close with a poem from Rumi uh, that I think invites us to look compassionately at the flaws within ourselves. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing out, he may be, may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in singing, Christ the Lord is Risen Again, hymn 165 in your hymnal, hymn 165.
And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with loving kindness and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.